forgetting those things which are behind, press toward the mark. Listen, everybody in the room could live in regret, but regret is just going to take you down this road of shame and guilt, and I've never, never, whatever, I should have done it, but I didn't. Just kind of slap yourself and say, wake up to reality. It's already done. It's already gone. That time has already passed, and those things have already happened. I can't change history. You can't change your history. Now, I know a lot of people do. People are trying to change American history. I don't want to change it. I just want to know the truth and learn from it. I don't want to change history. I want to know what history is accurately and then learn from it and don't repeat the same dumb mistakes. I don't need no additives. You know, people like to add to. They like to take away. That's what they like to do with the Bible. Add to and take away. God said, if you add to and take away, I'll blot your name out of the book of life. Now, I don't want no part of that. You got it? All right, so I don't want, I don't want this false history. I want the truth. Face the truth, face the facts, and learn from it and make some adjustments. Does that make sense? And then what happens, life gets better. You can live bitter or better. I want to live better. Better is is the way God wants us to live. He doesn't want us to repeat the same things. He wants to learn from our mistakes, wherever it is, on personal mistake, our, our, our mistakes as a family, our mistakes as a, as a nation, whatever mistakes we have made, but only you can be responsible for your mistakes. But you can learn from other people. Wow, that would be healthy, wouldn't it? You learn from their mistakes, see them do that. Oh, no, don't want to go there. I mean, you learn from their mistakes. You see their behavior. You see the results of their behavior. <laughs> nope. Mark that down. Check that off. Nope. Not going there. Now, that's a whole lot easier on you than having to learn from your own. Because sometimes there's some of the consequences you have to deal with when it comes to your own mistakes. Oh, and some of them are bitter, aren't they? Thank you, Jesus. All right. Is that enough? That's enough of that? All right. Now I know who I need to talk to. Anthony. No, I'm just kidding. Just kidding. All right. So you got to say something. Everybody say, say something. But you got to know what you're saying. What are you saying? Say what the Word says about you. Say what God says about you. Let's go down, skip down, if you will, verse 33. It's all important, but we're on a mission here. Verse 33, who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? Now, God's asking a question. Who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? And then he says, it is God that justifies. Put, that, put those two statements together. It's in the same verse, right? Who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? It is God that justifies. Which says nobody can lay anything to the charge of God's elect because God is the one that justifies. Boy, that's pretty powerful. Let's go to verse 34. Shush. 
All right, so when the world, i got to stay on verse 33 a minute. When the world tries to lay something to your charge, or uh, in other words, puts it as a mark against you, and says you're guilty because, maybe it's the world, maybe it's the devil, maybe it's people, maybe it's your own self. In other words, your own flesh. So who's going to do that? Nobody gets to do that. So when the, when the devil, remember in Revelation 12, it says, he is the accuser of the brethren. When the devil starts accusing you, hello, or, or, or we'll say, when other people start accusing you, the world starts accusing you, or you start accusing yourself, making accusations against yourself, condemning yourself, or others condemning you, or the devil's condemning you, you need to learn to recognize it. Hebrew says you have your, your senses exercised that you may be able to discern between good and evil. In other words, condemnation, guilt, shame, it's evil. It is a destructive force against your life. Who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? It is God that has justified us. Thank you, Jesus. Verse 34, who is he that condemns? It is Christ that died. So this is God's answer to condemnation. Christ died. Sounds like a good answer, doesn't it? So he said, what shall we say to these things? So he's just telling us some clues. So when condemnation comes, you say, "Uh, Jesus died for me. (laughs) The blood of Jesus was shed for me. The blood of Jesus has washed me. The blood of Jesus has cleansed me. So Christ that died, yea, rather that is risen again, who is even at the right hand of God, who now is also making intercession for us. Now, here's Jesus in his redemptive relationship to man. In other words, Jesus went through death. He shed his blood, gave his life, died in our place. He did that so that we don't have to be condemned. And then now he's seated at the Father's right hand and he's there making intercession for us. Intercession means he's pleading on our behalf. Or or he he is standing in the gap for us. In other words, when the devil comes to condemn you, to put something to your charge or put a strike against you or say you're not good enough or uh, you failed here and so therefore you should be condemned or you should feel real guilty right now. You should feel like you're not worthy to have uh, time in the presence of God or you're not free and you don't, you're not worthy to be free or to have this sense of acceptance. Well, the devil's trying to put that against you, put that strike against you. What are you going to say? I'm going to say Jesus died. We know we're all unworthy based on our works, on efforts. Come on, everybody in the room. Look at your neighbor and say, we know. All right, say, come on, it's the truth, isn't it? We all know that we've all sinned. It's not a hard test. 
We've all sinned and come short of the glory of God. But thank God for the blood of Jesus. Thank God for redemption. Thank God for faith in Jesus. Thank God Jesus' blood has washed us clean. Thank God the blood of Jesus has made us whole again. Thank God we can stand in the presence of God without a sense of sin, guilt, condemnation, or inferiority. Thank God we don't have to live under the guilt of our past. 